Welcome, welcome. This is Gabe Hernandez, your publisher in EIC for ComicalOpinions.com. It is Monday, December 18th, 2023. And today's op-ed, we're going to look at an example of putting the famous saying, can you separate the artist from the art to the test with a known comic creator who said something, in my opinion, which was very stupid. And it really causes you to reconsider whether or not separating the art and the artist is even possible. But before we jump into the op-ed, please, if you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, please leave a comment, uh, like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, let us know. It helps the algorithms to boost our exposure, lets people know that we're out here trying to do our best <laughs> to talk about the industry. And if you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment, uh, please leave a like, please share it, let people know how we're doing and let's get into it. So the kerfuffle in the comics industry that's really picking up steam and doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon uh, is with respect to direct market LCS owners who are decrying how difficult it is for them to be able to sell comics. It's primarily from the big two. We're not talking about manga. We're not talking about anything from Scholastic like uh, Dogman, anything from Death Pokey. We're talking about Western periodical comics, primarily superhero comics, primarily from Marvel and DC, which are the top two in that realm of comic publishing. Uh, the LCS owners are having a tough time. 2023 was rough. 2024 looks like it's going to be rougher. And the owners are not being quiet as they have been in years past. They're speaking up. They're chiming in. They're making their voices heard. They're offering their opinions about why they think sales are down across the board, primarily between Marvel and DC, and what they think the reasons are behind that. Now, we've already covered uh, Phil Boyle from Coliseum of Comics, and there's a link into, in the op-ed about uh, what, he, what we said about that and his particular piece of feedback. We also covered uh, Glenn O'Leary from uh, the comic book Palace, and that's also in there as well. But we're going to talk about how some of the, uh, that feedback from the LCS owners has created pushback from the creators of which they are pointing out saying, we, we can't sell low quality comics. People don't like them. New readers aren't interested. Older readers, older as in they've been uh, subscribed to these comics for some period of time, are just no longer interested because the quality is poor. Now, that's a very broad statement. There are a lot of factors that go into poor quality comics, but that's the general uh, result, which is the, com the quality of comics is too poor and they're too expensive. So people are just not interested and we're losing business. Of course, the creators of which would be would feel, feel a certain kind of way about that lack of quality are chiming in and saying, uh, we, we create art for ourselves or, uh, you know, if we give customers what they want, then we just give them junk and all kinds of reasons, some of which are valid if you dig into the nuance, some of which are not because it really has a wrongheaded idea about what a publisher needs to do to make money. Uh, but we have a, but the whole idea of can you separate the art from the artist is really being put to the test, especially for one particular uh, writer that I thought was, a, it's a fair example because it really pushes that boundary of, uh, you know, when somebody says something stupid or when they say multiple things that are stupid, is that enough to turn you off from reading their comics and swearing them off for good? Or is it or is it just something that where you have to develop some sort of mental fortitude to get past it? And of course, the example we're talking about, if you're looking at the thumbnail, is Mark Wade. So, oh, Mark Wade, what did he say now? Uh, he's really developing a habit of saying some dumb things. But in this case, we're going to talk about what happened. These LCS owners are speaking up. 
another creator who uh, arguably when you're talking about what is the you know financial success anyway and commercial success of a creator a better or i should say more legendary creator is mark miller spoke up and said we've got to support these guys this is the direct market these are the people who are selling the stuff we create we have to support them we have to hear their feedback and we have to make sure that we're not uh, just striking back out of some sort of defense mechanism but really listening to what they're saying get constructive and see if we can find out solutions mark wade in response to mr miller's <laughs> support for that was basically to accuse mark miller of being uh, a has-been which is a bizarre observation uh, but then Mark uh, Mark Wade said something a little bit more, I, I think, egregious and, and kind of troubling. And his comment back to a reader who said, hey, instead of clapping back, instead of making all these pushback comments, we need to kind of sit down and, and come up with constructive ideas. Going back and forth and bickering is not helping anything. What did Mark say? His response to, in this case, it was a reader by the name of Steve McKee. I think a lot of us would rather just see the industry burned down than get together with the alt-right. I know I would. Sorry. So Mark doesn't clarify who, how he, how he defines alt-right. He doesn't clarify to whom he's applying that label. Presumably he's doing it towards uh, Mark Miller and, and a few other folks. Uh, but basically what he's saying is if the wrong kind of people are in the industry, I'd rather see it go to, go to waste. I'd rather see the industry destroyed rather than the wrong kind of people be incorporated into it. Now, just for clarification, I'm not supporting what he, what anybody would call, I guess, I guess anybody would call the alt-right. Uh, I don't support anybody who harasses, abuses, uh, denigrates, or demeans anyone for any reason. If you want to create a comic, you create a comic. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody, live and let live. That's really kind of the model we go for, and we're pretty much free speech absolutists here. Uh, but the problem is the term or the label alt-right has gotten so overused, so uh, saturated, or I should say, um, uh, what would you say? <laughs> Just so overused, I guess is the right way to put it, that it just becomes meaningless. It's, ba it's basically now turned into anybody who disagrees with the established opinion from a select group of people. So if you disagree with Mark Wade, you're alt-right. And that's and that's the trouble with using phrases like that. That's the reason, that's the trouble with creating boundaries like that is you don't define what that means you don't define who it's turning for and then and then your response to that is well if any of the wrong people are involved shut the whole thing down i mean that's that is the exact opposite of what it should be uh the idea of comics are for everyone right you keep hearing that phrase over and over again well if comics are for everyone and again, I'm not supporting anybody who does anything that's denigrating or harassing for anybody, is not trying to keep anybody out. But if, if your exact statement is, I'd rather see the industry shut down than have the wrong people in, that's the exact opposite of comics are for everyone. Bad behavior is not acceptable in any circumstance. But if people have opposing views or different ideas or different opinions, then that's exactly what comics are for everyone means. We have to be inclusive or allow people to do what they want to do. As long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as they're not harassing anybody. Uh, so obviously what's Mark saying, he, I mean, the, what that, that statement of let the industry burn down, that in and of itself tells me that he's one of the better creators that's out there, but at the same time, he has these views that are completely toxic and, and even gatekeeping. So I'm not going to bash on, way, on Mark way too much, but just to say that was a really stupid thing to say. So what's the reaction to that? Back to the topic of, you know, can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, and I use the word punishment here in the op-ed, but it's really a personal choice.
separating the art from the artist is not a rule. It's not a philosophy. It's what's right for you. So for me, I can, or at least I choose to separate the art from the artist because Mark Wade, admittedly at DC is writing the best comics that DC has right now. And DC needs good comics on the shelves. So for my money, I, you know, I, I can look at that situation and say, okay, do I continue reading Mark Wade's comics or not? My choice is to continue to read them. Why? Because they're good stories. He's a talented creator and he knows how to create a good comic. So my challenge for me mentally is to separate the comic from the person who created it. It's tough. And when he says stupid things like this, it makes it really tough. But that's me. Now, that's not to say that's what you should do. What you should do is what's right for you. So if, a, if you're thinking about Mark Wade and some of the stupid things he says, and you just sort of like get into a balled up fetal position of rage, <laughs> don't. Stay away from Mark Wade. Stay away from the things he says. Stay away from his comics. If, the, if you're going to get you know, upset by that, just don't do it. So should I, should we, I think there should be a mass boycott of Mark Wade comics? No, that's, that's the wrong thing to do. Should, should we block him from ever working, ever working at a publisher? No, that's the wrong thing to do. Let, if people want to say stupid things, let them say stupid things. But if you choose not to buy their stuff or consume their art in whatever form or fashion ha happens to be, let it be a personal choice and let it be a personal choice that doesn't make you angry, that doesn't get you upset. Comics should be about fun and entertainment. If it's going to get you upset, don't do it. Is there, an, is there a line, however, that I, I, I say is an uncrossable line? The answer is yes. Uh, so if a creator is engaged in any activity that is criminal or especially violent criminal, uh, no, that's the line I don't, I don't tolerate in any shape, shape or form. So if you can have a good creator that's going to come up and is going to hurt people, I mean, and I don't mean words or violence, I mean actually hurt people or commit a crime, that's the line I cross. And that's where I say, nope, I don't want nothing to do with that creator. Now, at the same time, I'm not judge, jury, and executioner, so I, I, I recognize that people need a path to redemption, that they need to be able to kind of get back into good graces by doing the work, by trying to make things right, and I'm okay with that. So, so when I say, no, I have nothing to do with that creator, that's not a forever thing either. If they, if they truly kind of work on being better, as we all should be, then that's, a, that's a, an opportunity for them to kind of get back into everybody's good graces as a creator. I, I think that we should all have that healthy attitude of allowing people to mend what they've broken and, uh, and, and, and we should be accepting of that. That's a forgiving society and I'd much rather we'd be in a forgiving society. But for the short term anyway, <laughs> if somebody's like hurting people, harassing people, committing crimes, theft, whatever it is, then yeah, th that's kind of the one line I, I choose not to cross. But it's not a forever line because we all have to accept each other as human beings who do bad things and make mistakes and give people an opportunity to do better. So that's it. What's the line for you? Do you, do you choose to separate the art from the artist? Is that tough for you? Uh, is it easy for you? Or is there a line that you won't cross? Let us know in the comment section. Leave a like, uh, share, comment, subscribe, all the happy fun things. And let's move on to the rest of the op-ed. Uh, not the rest of the op yeah, the rest of the newsletter. So talked about the op-ed, that's fine. On the, our Making a Comic series, uh, we're about 
a good chunk of the way through all the uh, the character profiles. I'm I'm expecting, or at least hoping, at least that we'll get them all done this week, and then we'll film a new installment of making a comment. We'll kind of show you all the different character profiles we've created, and you're gonna have everything from what are they supposed to look like, from uh, verbal descriptions, also to some picture samples of you know costume ideas and and what have you. And then for people who are subscribers or are new to being a subscriber, and you want to kind of get in on that, uh, we'll include the templates we use, so that way if you're going on your own uh, creation journey that you can follow along with us. So I hope to have that done this week. If, if it's not this week, it'd probably be the following week, but we'll see, but we're getting close. Now let's move on to the reviews for this week. Uh, we'll read them all here. They're in the uh, in, they're in the newsletter. So if you want to find out all the reviews that we've written the past week and all the reviews we have coming up for next week, subscribe to the newsletter. You get it every single Monday and you'll be glad you did. So for all the reviews we did last week and they're up on our website, uh, our pick of the week is going to be Madness Number no. 5 from J. Michael Straczynski and AWA Studios. I, I can't tell you how happy I am with that series and how well Straczynski is doing writing a series, which should be just a simple revenge quest and infusing so much emotion and thought and gravity to how that series is playing out it's basically if you if you've not read the series it's basically think of an uh, an arc in the boys universe without the wicked satire so it's really a straight revenge quest about a woman who with superpowers who's been betrayed by the superpower team and then she basically goes about (laughs) killing them all which is uh, just when you say madness it's really in there and so please don't sleep on that series it's really good and uh, I hope you do. Uh, so coming up for next week, we have Bite Mark Volume 1 and Incision Number 1, both indie submissions. We have The Agent Number 1, new series from Ablaze Publishing. Uh, Vampirella versus the Superpowers Number 6 from Dynamite. Spawn Number 348. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero Number 302. And Creepshow Volume 2 Number 4, all from Image Comics. We have Dead Detective Number 2 from Black Box. Army of Darkness Forever Number 3 from Dynamite. Bell Annual, Apex Predator, and Hydra Number One, both from Xenoscope. Red Sonia Volume Seven Number Six from Dynamite. Valley of Death Number Two, Mundus Tenebris Number Three from Blue, and Simon Says Number Four. All three of those from Blood Moon. And we have Starfinder, Angels of the Drift Number One. Uh, I'm sorry, Number Four. That's based on the tabletop RPG. And Midnight Western Theater Witch Trial Number Three from Scout Comics. So that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a good Monday. I hope you have a great week. And as we get, we're in the in the throes of the holiday season, I hope you spend time with your loved ones and family and friends and really enjoy the spirit of the season. So this is uh, Gabe Hernandez, your publisher and EIC for comicalopinions.com. Have a great Monday and talk to you soon.